As we wrap up the Increase Your Income series, I want to make sure that I cover one of the best and easiest ways that you can almost instantly feel like you have more money. That's right. If you establish this part of your personal finances, you will have one of the most solid foundations for your finances. When you begin to hear what I discuss, you may instantly, and I mean instantly, want to cut it off and it's mostly because this word has received a negative connotation to many people. And I mean, and if you don't understand it, I could see why. If you'll do me a favor and hang in there with me, I want to bring this all around full circle to give you an understanding of why this one word is so important. I also hope that in the end, you will see that it's not only easy to accomplish, but extremely effective. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Thanks for joining me today on the Financial Mirror as we continue to work to improve the one thing you can control yourself. If this is the first time joining, don't forget to hit that subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If it is your first time listening on a podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. It truly goes a long ways if you leave that five-star review and a written comment on any of the platforms. Today, we are on the final installment of this Increase Your Income series, and this is part of a four-part series, and it's all about you and your income, and there are no two better things than that, right? I hope you have, over this past three episodes, I hope that you have really began to see that you are in control of your finances, that you have the ability to make an instant change in how your income is ultimately set up for the month, for the year, for your life. Where did this idea stem from? I've said this in the past three episodes, but just so I can hit it home with those that may just be joining in, this series was all started from the simple fact that I wanted to first off help people identify that they are in control of their income and stop falling into the common excuses like I can't get ahead. I'm living month to month. I just don't have enough money to get through the month. I don't make enough to pay back my debt. All these things that people constantly tell themselves without ever really understanding that they're kind of in control of being able to change that. This series was here to help assist you figure that piece out for yourself. Now, I've given multiple ways that you could go about doing this, that you could go about increasing your income. Uh, but the one thing that I really wanted to make sure that I drive home was the fact that you are in control. The financial mirror was based on that single principle that we change the one thing we can control ourselves. We can't always change what job we have. We can't always change how much our employer is willing to pay us. We can't always change, you know, because you could go get another job, right? But who's saying that, that that's just this easy thing? You have a family to provide for. I understand. So it's not that easy, but but in, in a sense of just, just going out and doing everything, but you are in control of it. There's other ways to pull in income, and that's what this was all about. Sort of trying to bring some of those other ways to do this, besides just thinking about it from a W-2 income perspective. So I said this in part one, and I'll say it in this final installment, but 
you've got to live within your means. I can tell you a thousand ways to increase your income and for you to get on track or back on track uh, with paying off your debt or, or, you know, getting ahead month to month. But it doesn't matter if you make $10 million a year and you spend $9,999,999, you will still have $1 left over at the end of the, at the end of the year, right? I can't stress that enough. Like I, like, understanding that that you have to first live within your means second you must really really consciously create some kind of game plan for your money you're just going to end up increasing more money and increasing your income and increasing your spending right like that's what's going to happen like that's the 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 lifestyle creep that's going to come on you and it's not going to ever help you get ahead so this is an important week because this is the second week in a row that you can increase your income and not do any more work, right? Like last week, I talked about going and talking to your employer about getting a raise. If you missed that episode, go check out part three of this increase your income series. But for this one, you don't even have to go talk to anyone. You can do this from the comfort of your own home, sitting on your own couch, at your own dinner table. Um, but it's a pretty simple principle. Everyone's heard of it. Um, if you haven't heard of it, then hopefully this is about to be a huge uh, wake up for you and you will start to understand how you can get in control of your cash. I want to discuss how just getting a defined budget will immediately make you feel like you have more money, right? Like it will, I mean, seriously, it will almost immediately make you feel like you have more money. Uh, after this episode, I want you to know how a budget is going to help you feel this instantly, right? I've done I've done multiple series on budgeting. So if that's something that, that you want to, to see more of, if you want a more in-depth look, put it in the comment section. I'll read it and I'll make an episode more about maybe what you're missing out on on budgeting. But uh, this one's all about really just getting you to buy into the budget. That's what this episode is about. Not so much about how to budget, but really just help and drive home that this is why we budget and give you that why to give you the understanding and the drive to want to go out and do it. So let's jump in. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So why do we feel we don't have enough money, right? Like that was one of the things I said. Why do we feel we don't have enough money? Well, first off, six out of 10 people don't do a budget, right? I know from firsthand experience that budgeting is one of the things that makes me feel most confident about my money, right? And this is wild. Six out of 10 people don't do a budget. And this 
budgeting principle is the foundation of personal finance. Like it's like I I I, I don't know who you ask, but I'm willing to bet anybody you ask that is that is anywhere uh, semi you know uh, understanding of how finances work and how to be successful with finances. They're going to tell you the first thing you need to do is go do a budget. I'm quite sure that Elon Musk is not running his Tesla company free willy. Like I, I'm sure that Microsoft, Bill Gates is not running that company free willy. I'm sure Amazon didn't get to where they were by Jeff Bezos being like, yeah, just go throw a million at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah three billion at that one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nobody's doing that. Like they have a structured budget as well. And you have to adopt that into your, into your personal finances. So this may just be me. This may be some crazy conspiracy, but six out of 10 people don't do a budget and 77% of people are in debt. I That's a pretty tight correlation, right? 60% to 77%. Like that's a pretty tight correlation. Uh, I'm willing to bet that a lot of people are in debt because they don't understand how much money they have to spend. They just spend it thinking they have it. And this leads people to a constant feeling of, oh, I don't have enough. So they run out of money while paying bills. They don't get to do things that they enjoy. They are not able to buy the things that they want. And I've discussed this in the beginning, but mismanagement of money is the problem that so many people face. And then they tell themselves, well, I just don't have enough. But it could just be mismanagement. And how do we know that it's mismanagement and you do have enough, right? Like, how do we identify that? How do we look at that differently? Well, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's not super, super crazy, uh, but I want to first hit that mismanagement part. So what is mismanagement? So mismanagement consists of a few things. Well, first off, it's not knowing how much you spend in different categories. If you don't know that, I challenge you to go figure that out. Like, how much am I spending on food? How much am I spending on my home? Are you overspending on fun stuff? Do you go to the movies too often? Do you go out to eat too often? Do you uh, go on vacation too often? Like all of these things are fun things. Do you buy things sporadically too often? You could be overspending on things that are not a necessity, meaning uh, you're 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 being quite wasteful on your your finite resource of cash, and you're running out, but you don't realize it because you don't see it, right? Because you're just spending. Or this is probably, and, and I can, I can, so I, I have this thing and, and I, I think, um, I've heard, I've heard on multiple podcasts that I listen to, um, but they, there's this constant thing that people put out saying, you can stop buying Starbucks. I can give you a, I can give you an analysis that says like, you'll save this much money if you stop buying Starbucks. Okay. If you, if you buy a drink a day for $4, you're spending $20, so you know, 80 bucks a, a month is kind of what you're paying. Yeah, I could throw it at the year and it'll look like a lot. But where most people overspend at and mismanage their money is on the big three, housing, transportation, and food. It's not Starbucks. They're overpaying for their homes. They're overpaying for their car and they're overpaying for food, right? Like that's where people mismanage the most. So how do you know that you're mismanaging? Well, that's where this budget comes in. And I'm so glad you asked because that's what we're going over today. But I will say this, when you begin to budget, you will increase your management of money and you will realize that you have a lot more than you thought you did. And I think that's the part that we've got to get to. I've got to get you to where 
you see this is where I mismanage. This is how I could go about fixing that. And this is how it's going to affect me and this is how it's going to benefit me in the future. So if you can do these two things, and I'm going to, I'm going to go through these line by line, two simple principles. If you can follow these two things when you budget, you will be wildly successful. And I want to give you those two ways, and they work. And I'm going to clarify them and give you the context, but I want you to know they work. So stick to these two things when you budget and you will be successful. So number one, got this from Dave Ramsey. It's a principle that I originally learned from him. uh, And I want you to know that this is the foundation of your finances. You've got to literally give every single dollar a name, right? Like, when we budget, if we know that we make $100, I should know where every single dollar in that $100 is going to. And this is the most powerful part of budgeting. Uh, but you're going to write down every single thing. You're going to write down all the money that you're bringing in. You're going to write down all the money that's going out of your account. You're going to categorize and see where you're over or under spending, right? Uh, and then adjusting throughout the month. But you've got to write down every single piece because right here with this one part, this first part that I want to go over is budgeting gives every dollar a name. And it is the most powerful part. So this is why I believe it's the most powerful part. This is my this is my uh, look at it. This is my view of it. But I think that when you think of budgeting, people feel restricted, right? Like they feel that they can't buy the things they want. Like I can't buy that because I'm on a budget. I can't do that because I'm on a budget. Well, I think that you've given that budget power, right? You have you're not using that budget to empower yourself. Like you're giving power to that budget to have control of your life, right? That budget is meant to be a guide for you to have power over your life and your finances. So if you change that thought a little bit more, you can see how how this now budget is going to empower you, right? It's going to let you put your money wherever you want, as long as it's in a planned fashion, like as long as it's planned out, as long as you can see exactly where your money's going, you're giving it a name. Who's telling you where you can spend your money and where you can't spend your money? Nobody. Nobody said, if oh, if you budget, you can't go out to eat. Nobody said that. Nobody said, oh, if you budget, you can't go buy that new pair of shoes. Nobody said that. Don't tell yourself that. You're giving that budget power. The budget is meant to empower you. So if you want to buy clothes, budget it. Go buy clothes. I don't care. If you want to eat out at a fancy restaurant, budget it. I don't care. This is the definition of the freest you can be with money. Like when you budget, you are free. You are free to do anything you want with money as long as it's on paper. Your your spending doesn't exceed your income then and you you hit zero at the end. And all of your money has somewhere to go. You've given every single dollar a name. That's that's the definition of free. That's when you are living the the financial journey and you're on a positive financial journey to get to where you want to be. So 
Remember, budgeting isn't a one-time thing. You're not going to just write your budget down and be like, okay, I'm good to go now. I wrote a budget down. Like, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not going to set it and forget it. Like, you're not going to just say, okay, well, I wrote it down and it's there and yep, I'm living my life with a budget. I did the budget you told me to do. So that's step one, check. Uh, no, that's, that's not how it works. So the first thing you need to do more importantly is you need to focus on making sure that you're going in and you're you're updating this if something you know comes up that that you have the ability so we have an emergency fund right like let's let's look at this principle we have an emergency fund the fund is for emergencies if something comes up and all of a sudden you have a decision to make you have a decision to say i'm going to adjust my budget to pay for out of the money i earned this month this emergency that came up like that's option one option two we go and dig in the emergency fund and then we spend the next month or two on the back end now putting that money back so the first thing we want to try to do is is adjust the budget right some of that money we haven't spent yet on maybe that fancy restaurant well something came up you can't eat the fancy restaurant you had something come up it's an emergency much more emergency than that fancy restaurant so you can't set this and forget it. You've got to write this stuff down. You have to understand it. And then you have to attack it. You've got to say, I'm going to look at this weekly or I'm going to look at this daily. Or, I'm going to look at this two times a week. I don't care when you do it. You just need to make sure you're going in and updating and you're not letting these these spendings get out of control before you have time to fix it. Okay. So that's number one. You've got to give every dollar a name. So number two, and this is the one everyone hates, but You've got to identify bad spending habits. It's the toughest to hear, but it's the easiest to see. It's the first part in doing anything is identifying. That's when we can start to break the bad habits. So I wanted to hit a couple of these. I found uh, the Ascent. They did a survey of 325 respondents who did not report their wasteful behavior. <clears throat> but here's some of the behaviors that were most widely considered a waste of money. Paying excessive or unnecessary fees paying excessive or unnecessary interest that's kind of like debt in a way uh, impulse buying uh, failing to return unneeded items after purchase using unnecessary energy buying luxury or image items overpaying for digital services the list goes on and on if you're looking at this on the screen you can probably see uh, one of them that that you may have um, but this is this is one that uh, you can easily uh, make sure that you are looking at and and knowing that that this is how uh, you can go about not wasting money. If you see these, you you know that you can go about it not wasting money by by doing something like uh, of this manner or not doing something of this manner. Excuse me. So once you've identified any of these as being a wasteful behavior to you, you can make a conscious effort to change it. Your budget will be the facts that identify this. So when you're looking at your budget, you're going to all of a sudden look at it and say, okay, I've got this budget and I am overspending. I'm spending like 40% of my cash at, the, at restaurants, right? I could eat, eat cheaper at home and I'm spending 40% of my cash at restaurants. So I'm probably overpaying in that, that big three food category, right? But you've got to first see it. And that's where this budget is going to help you. It's going to help you see these things that you may or may not be consciously aware of. 
you may think you're overspending in food, for instance. You may or may not be right. I don't know. But regardless, if you're right or wrong, you have to see it to believe it. Otherwise, you'll never make that change. Bad spending habits could mean a couple of things. First off, it could mean you're spending too much on certain categories. It could mean, like I said, you're buying impulsively. It could be things that are not on your budget that you're buying. But you've got to get that budget together so you can tighten that 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 effort to say, this is where I'm not going to overspend. This is where I've, I've historically overspent, and this is where I'm not going to overspend anymore. All of these things, when you eliminate them, are going to move you closer to your financial goals. Remember your goals. Does this spending that you're about to do move you closer or further from that goal? If you answer this question, you will know if it's good or bad. If you know that you need an extra $300 a month to go towards your debt, yet you're spending $350 on Starbucks, maybe we just drop that down to $50 and we put $300 toward debt, right? You've got to understand where your money's going and where it needs to go. And once you can make that identification, you can make that change, all of a sudden you'll be on your way to knowing that you're headed down the right the right path toward your financial goals. So the one thing I want to say is this, cutting out all fun spending is not the answer. You will just be unhappy. You will go to work and feel like you're wasting your time because you're just going to earn money that's going to go all towards bills. And maybe maybe that's okay to feel if you're in debt. Um, and and maybe, you know, that that's something that that, that is like I said, that's okay, but it's still a matter of of understanding that you're going to need some type of fun in your life. Maybe even if it's free fun, maybe if you just go out and do free events in your local city, community, uh, state that just offer free fun activities. Maybe go try out that. Uh, but cutting all the fun out of your life is not the answer to budgeting. That's not what budgeting is meant to do. If anything, it's meant to enable more fun. To be honest with you, I have a lot of fun budgeting. Uh, it's always fun seeing where I can cut and where I can't cut. Uh, but it takes time, right? Budgeting takes time. It takes months, if not years, to really define exactly exactly where you are um, really... Or, or it, let, me, let me backtrack. It, it's, it can be implemented instantly. You will see results instantly. So let me say those things first. But because a budget is so emotionally driven to cut and move things around, sometimes it can take a year before you cut everything out of the budget that you need to, right? Like that's that's kind of where I was trying to get to with that. You will instantly see and feel like you have more control of your money once you start budgeting. You will instantly see where you're overspending, but it may take time to cut some of those things out because we're emotionally tied to some of this stuff, right? But what I want to say is this, as I wrap this series up, I want you to see that you are in control of your income. There is so much that you can control about your income, right? In the same way you can control your spending with a budget and looking at these things and stop spending, you have that same control of your income. And over this last four-part series, I hope that I have given you some knowledge that says, you know what? I don't have to be, I don't have to be in a place of of worrying about am I going to be able to pay my bills this month? I don't have to be in that place anymore. 
you can gain control over your money uh, because the the other option is to let your money continue to control you. And that goes back to my, my budgeting, my budgeting philosophy. A budget is meant to empower you, not the other way around. You have the ability to put your money where you want to. You have the ability to give it whatever name you want to. If you want to put your budget on whatever you have fun with, go and do it. Like nobody's going to tell you not to do that. But you've got it. You've got to. You've got to just make the budget and and know that your spending is not exceeding your income, and you are absolutely a thousand percent. Uh, not overspending in in some of those those inefficient categories. So, hope you've been able to see all of this. Uh, this isn't a formula you should try to all put into place at once. All four parts of this this increase your income series is driven to help you increase your income. But pick one pick one thing first and start to implement it. Don't try to say, well, I'm going to go and implement all these things and I'm going to be so rich because to be all honest, once you've spread out your efforts and your energy to all those places, it's going to be really hard for any of those to really catch and take off and you'll most likely give up. So focus on one thing first. Out of all these series, here's the order that I'd love for you to take. First off, I want you to implement this. I want you to implement this budget. This should be the first, the easiest, most efficient part of the Increase Your Income series. The second thing I want you to really, really focus on is start to look for new ways to make money. If you listened to last week's episode about about asking for a raise, you you saw that 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 may be instant, but it may not. It may take some time. But what you need to do is focus on every single day, what can I do to start making myself more money by by increasing a skill or or or, or learning a new trade or providing a service. So using all of this knowledge that you've gotten over these four part series, pick one thing, start to implement it and let this start to drive you towards more income. You will be totally shocked at the end of this when you see, holy smokes, this wasn't as hard as as I thought it was going to be. You will feel so accomplished when you do take on those new skills or those new those new opportunities, the new ventures, and you use those new skills to make money. The one thing uh, that that I want to end with is saying this: If you understand that you have ultimate control of money, if you change your mental philosophy to say, "I am now going to have." total 100% control of money and I'm never going to let it control me. These type of of excuses that come into people's head to justify why they are in the position they are, those will go away. They will go away. You will no longer think that way. You will no longer think you don't have enough because you will see where you need to cut or where you need to make up more income to have enough. So what I want to say is if you are ready to take control of your finances, I challenge you, go over to thefinancialmirror.org and go ahead and hit that book now right there. Uh, you can scroll down to the bottom and hit the get started on the free consultation as well. Uh, but this, it's a zero cost to you. It's a zero cost to you way to get a free consultation with me to say I'm ready to take that step to take control of my finances. I'm ready for you to take a peek at my finances and say, 
just this external evaluation that says this is what you're missing. You're almost there. This is what you're missing. Hit this and you're you're there. You're exactly where you want to be. Go over to the book now and book that free consultation. Uh, after that, we'll look at where you may or may not need help, right? Like that's what the free consultation is all about is figuring out how can this service be of value to you. Finally, if you are wanting to give an extra dose of support to the Financial Mirror, head over to thefinancialmirror.org. You can hit shop at the top right of the screen and there is plenty of Financial Mirror swag to choose from. I hope, truly I hope, that you have gotten something out of this episode uh, and out of this series more importantly because I'm telling you, you are more in control than you think. You are more in control than than anyone else is now that, that you've got you got this information right uh, but you have to understand that, that that this is your opportunity to shine and and I think that this is where you you can really make a difference in your own life so I truly appreciate everyone tuning in don't forget to subscribe like comment and share with all of your co-workers all of your friends all of your family members if you are listening to this on a podcast, those five-star reviews and written comments truly go a long way. I know that the the, the algorithms out there, we all know it, uh, but those five-star reviews and comments help get this message out to more people, helping empower more of those that need help with their personal finances. And without further ado, I hope to see you next week. Continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.